Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 105 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcasting streaming services. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, please do rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you use to help us be more discoverable to listeners who haven't heard about us. And now for this week's podcast. Last week, I saw a show that I've seen many, many times, both on screen and on stage. Uh, A show that's done in high schools, colleges, universities, amateur musical theater societies, and of course, the many professional productions that are put on around the world annually. Currently, with the production completely in Yiddish, running off Broadway at the moment, have been extended multiple times due to its popularity. It is a show that has made stars of its leading men, including Zero Mostel and Topol. I am, of course, talking about Fiddler on the Roof. Currently running at the Menier Chocolate Factory, uh, Sir Trevor Nunn's production of Fiddler on the night I went definitely left its audience in both stitches and tears. And I know I'm going to sound gushing here, but I really don't care. I, actually, I'm not going to apologize. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so refreshing to see... A grounded, measured, sober, and thoughtful production of this fantastic show. I couldn't fault the performances. And it is so great to see Judy Kuhn over here on a London stage, people. And to have her in such an intimate setting, it is a fantastic way to see this legendary Broadway actress up close at her amazing best. There are so many players in this musical Um, And unfortunately, I can't give the proper time that they all deserve. With the ensemble playing numerous characters and showing off their dancing skills, I'm telling you, the the bottles on the heads across the stage scene was particularly memorable and incredible. It was just fantastic. And a a massive shout-out to to the five actresses playing Tevye's daughters. Um, They were an absolute joy. The design by Robert Jones, the lighting by Tim Lutkin, the sound by Gregory Clark with... Jonathan Littman and Richard Mobby on costumes and hair and makeup, respectively. They all bring this story to beautiful, beautiful life. And Andy Nyman as Tevye is an absolute 
force. It is a fantastic performance. And full disclosure, Andy is a personal friend of mine. I've known him for years. And he won't mind me saying this. It, it isn't, it's not a towering presence uh, as some of the actors who have worn the prayer shawl and stepped into Tevzi's boots have. He doesn't stomp around the stage at all. But as soon as he steps out, you like this man. He is your friend. And he wants to let you know about his friends and his family and his faith and his businesses and his town. It is a performance that has gained so much praise for its subtlety and reality. And it is one of the most honest and truly heartbreaking performances I have seen in quite some time. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Andy before uh, a show this week to talk about his journey to Anatevka, the setting of Fiddler, uh, the importance of the story, and not to just the Jewish population, and also his personal emotional investment into this production. We were also joined by Paul Bogaev, the Emmy and Grammy award-winning musical director of Fiddler, who just happened to be walking through the foyer at the Menier when, um, when Andy and I sat down. So I think you'll agree that he had some fascinating insights to add uh, about this production. Have a listen. Andy, came to see you last week, and I, I was blown away. Like I've, This is going to be a bit of a gushing thing, but what I... I just want to talk to you about how important this this production of Fiddler on the Roof is mm-hmm. in the canon of Fiddler on the Roofs. Roofs? Yeah. Roof, roofs. Fiddlers on yeah. the Roof? Yeah. yeah. What is the plural of it? God knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I found this production to be the most grounded and, like, it, it just, it, it, the least musical theater version of the show that I have seen either yes. on stage or screen. Yeah. And from the beginning, because it, it's, this is a show that goes gets put on in, in high schools, in, in, in drama school classes, whatever, because it's easy or whatever, it's funny or whatever. This just took it back to the script and the story of people that you know the uh, what's coming, but a, a man, is, is his daughters are going one by one, and people are losing their home. Mm. And it just from it was grounded from the moment you stepped on stage, and into the end. And I, I wept openly, wept mm. like ugly cried yeah. during Little Bird. But mm. you know, I, I can you just take me through like the first maybe the first day of rehearsal or something that where where that was the later. Well, it go, it goes before that because it goes back to. Um, you know, I, I'd known I was doing this from April, really. I, well, well, David contacted me, Pavani contacted me and to find out if I was available and would I want to do it. And um, I, just, I was waiting to hear from something else, but I just thought I've got to move hell or high water to do it. Um, and Trevor wasn't even in the picture then. I, I, think, I think he probably was with yeah. David, but yeah. it wasn't locked down, you know. And then when I found out it was... Um, about two or three weeks later, Trevor was directing it, and then, you know, I, <coughs> I was over the moon. So then, that's the first time in my career, really, where that's happened that way round. Mm. So then, David, I sort of said, well, we should all go for lunch, A, to celebrate, but also just to talk about this. Um, so we went to a deli. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and I, I reread the script, and um, it was all very nice and lovely lunch. And, um, and then I said to, or Trevor said to me, "What do you think 
pieces. And and I felt quite strongly about it because I, I'm emotionally very attached to it because it is literally my great-grandparents. You know, 1905, mm. fleeing Lithuania and Poland. So they are... It's ex- exactly the period, mm. exactly these people. But... I also have an issue with that because one of the dangers, one of the, one of the reasons the show is so massively popular and has been for 50 years is its universality. Mm. It isn't just about being Jewish. Yeah. Balanced with, it's the most insightful, brilliant piece of Jewish writing ever. But that's, I get, it bothers me when the show is done from a solely Jewish pers- perspective and very schmaltzily. Yeah. It also bothers me when it's done, not from a Jewish perspective, it's like, you know, I want it from both sides. But the truth of it was, Travis, what what do you think the show is? And I said, I, I, I just want to strip everything away from it. And it just, I just think it's like, at the risk of sounding a bit wanky, I think it's like King Lear or something. I think mm. it's about a man whose family is being ripped away from Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And... Um, and then everything else just takes care of itself. You know, the immigration, the anti-Semitism, the universality of that story, the way it's still as relevant with, you know, Syria as one of 50 oh. terrible migrant stories uh, yeah. you could put. I mean, you you know, just throw, throw some darts you know, at a map. Exactly. You know? So, but, but fundamentally, that's what it was about. Mm. And, and I was really nervous of saying that because, you know, Trevor could well have said, oh, well, I think it's the funnest show that's ever been written and mm. I think you know but he didn't and he said that's like music to my ears because that is exactly what I think it is mm. and that was very exciting because we just it just felt like we were on the same page and trying to do the same thing yeah. um, which was just to tell the truth of it and I had a, a wonderful experience I was with David Babani we, uh, we were in New York and um we went to see Sheldon Harnick, who's the only one of the writers who's left alive. He's the lyricist, and he's 94. And um, we sat with him and chatted, and it was a bit overwhelming, actually, to tell you the truth, you know. Um, but David said to him, what advice? Have you got any advice on putting it on? Mm. And he said, yeah, don't play it for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, that was like we'd already had our conversation about what we thought. And then to hear that, because the mm. history of the show is really interesting. There's a brilliant, brilliant book called Tradition yeah. that lists it's oh, really? a really light, fascinating, fun read. Right. But, you know, you, you kick off with Zero Mustel, yeah. who was a giant yeah. and a remarkable actor. But, yeah. you know, at my, from reading it and from the people who saw him when he was good he was incredible yeah. but when the shtick kicked in yeah. it just became well, those, those are the clips that people see and yeah stuff. and again without maybe without the, the his gigantic template yeah. and then Topol doing yeah. his remarkable yeah, thing course. you know you it wouldn't maybe it wouldn't have lasted as long but nevertheless th- there's a sort of larger than life quality that goes with it and the temptation is because playing Tevye I mean it is one of the great roles really and the temptation is in the worst way to milk it for everything it's worth as opposed to just telling the the truth so it was so exciting to hear Sheldon Harnick say 
just just don't don't play it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's dive into that because yes. you're talking about what's one of the great roles. You're absolutely right. He Tevye has one of the great arcs in musical theater. Like because yes. he has he has a spiritual relationship. Yeah. He's got a, a family relationship. He has his community relation. He has relationships everywhere. Yeah, and is juggling them. And I think that the audiences, in some capacity, can identify with. If they can't identify with the spiritual relationship, you get, you have a, you you're talking with God. Yeah. If they can't relate with that, they can relate to the spousal relationship. Yeah. They can relate to the children. They can relate to the business relationship. Well, that's what's strange. That's what's incredible because it's so the writing. I mean, if you took the songs away from this, the thing would survive as a play, mm. it, as a brilliant play. It just so happens to have some of the greatest musical theatre songs ever mm. written as yeah. well. Yeah. You know. So, but you're absolutely right. I mean, what's so powerful about the show is that if you come as a single person without kids, mm. it's heartbreaking because it makes you think about your relationship with your parents yeah. and leaving home or upsetting them or whatever those things are. If you come and sit with someone with little kids, it's heartbreaking because you think, holy fuck, at some point I'm going to hit that point. If you see them when you are the age that Tevior and Golder are, which mm. are in their mid-50s, when, please God, everything's worked out as it should and your kids are now leaving home and you're going through empty nest, it's agony. Yeah. But it's this wonderful... It, I mean, where it is, the show is uniquely Jewish, is that bittersweet quality yeah. which is you know I mean the, the greatest way we, of encapsulating the sort of the version of the bittersweetness is the, the, the sort of joke that is you know to encapsulate the history of the Jews it's they tried to kill us they failed let's eat <laughs> and, and it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of perfect oh, great. you know and that that Wry survivalism yeah. is is so embedded in the show, um, but that is also the same with Sikh families, mm. or it's gigantic in Japan yeah. and always oh has been. Lord, because you're yeah. also looking at how you live without tradition. Yeah. Do you know that story? No. From Japan. No. The Tevye was a huge hit in Japan, yeah. and the Tevye said, "I don't know how this show was successful in the rest of the world because it's so Japanese." <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh yeah. my god, brilliant. Yeah, and that's Paul. Uh, I never know how to say your surname. I'm going to be honest. I'm on the record. Bogoev? Bogoev? Uh, well, it's in America, it's Bogey, but it's written in Russia, Bogayev. Bogayev, that's the way to it's say Bogayev. it. That's a brilliant. Everyone should say, say it. Paul Bogayev. Like, yeah, Bogayev. It's like um, um, uh, there's a, a character in, I think it's Cherry Orchard, named Guy. Right. And, um, uh, from Kiev. Yeah. Right, so well, it's the same. I have the, the same thing. So Paul's yeah. our MD and vocal genius. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Have well, you so, seen it? Uh, what? This? Yeah. yeah. I, I came to see it last Friday, and I I I came out. I was still sh in shock, and, and saw you and you wonderfully had your family. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, that was a really good. Yeah. Was, audience. Oh my lord, man! I mean, really good and no, knowing you said you had a lot of people in. And then a, a mutual friend, Dave Morrissey, was in, yeah. and he said, "He said, oh, I was sitting amongst Andy's family, and it made me want to cry because I thought, what a beautiful thing to, for your to, to portray in front of your family." And oh, it was well, astonishing. Uh, well, this, astonishing this is show. this is the thing, you know. The I should have, I can show you. So this photo I'm going to show you now. Yeah. 
which you won't see on the podcast, That's obviously. Okay. But, you know, bear in mind, that was my mum yeah. in the audience. My dad, sadly, is no longer with us. But my mum was there in the audience, and that's my mum's mum. No. That is my grandma. These are my great-grandparents who fled 1905. Oh. This was taken in 1906 oh. in Leeds. Oh, let's go to it. No, no, no. I want to pinch in. Look at that. So that's my mum's oh, mum. Oh, my. I see Preston. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, w- you know, in terms of doing it in front of my family, it's not like a flimsy thing. Mm. And... Aside from, as an actor, the usual weight of responsibility that I always feel, you know, there is a weight of responsibility unique to to me that I feel in this, where of not only honouring those people, Mm. but literally my... We're we're talking my grandma and her parents. I mean... It's a spit away from where we are. So it was remarkable to do that because... And then there's the other complexity with with it which is were it not for those terrible times when they had the capacity and bravery to flee we wouldn't be sitting here now chatting about this of course, of course. and a hundred years on more than a hundred years yeah. on from when they did it we're still oh, talking yeah. about the persecution of the, I wanted to ask about how it felt as a cast for you guys to feel the necessity of putting on this show, and I know that there's, I, I know there's a production in, in Yiddish, all, in, all, yeah, off Broadway, in, in, yeah, yeah. and and it's doing extremely well. And Very good. yes, um, how important is it to carry on doing it in this message? Well, it's well, it's it's so important because it's not like it's an outdated message. Mm. And again, I stress not just because of the anti-Semitism. Mm. Um, you know, sadly, anti-Semitism is so on the rise again, and vocally so. But it's not just about that. You know, it's <clears throat> it's the same shit. Greedy people mm. wanting land, mm. wanting to eradicate poor people, wanting to kick them out, get mm. rid of them, deny their existence. Mm. So the thing's relevant and always will be relevant. And that's one of the reasons when it's done with schmaltz, mm. it undoes the power of it. Yeah. And that's not to say this isn't some miserable, bleak show. You know, it is the it's an unbelievably witty script. Oh god, it's funny. Funny it's ridiculously funny. And you know, act one is so joyous mm. until the last five minutes so <laughs> joyous um, at two less joyous yeah. but the, the level of truth and integrity in the writing is really yeah. extraordinary I think you set up the with with the with it being witty with it being the, with a lightness of touch that you allow the heartbreak to come in yeah slowly which is lovely but you do have a little guilty laughs in the second ha- act when you kind of go oh god thank god he's a, you know he said something or thank god he yeah you know. yeah and I, I, I still i still think I, I just love the on the other hand on the other hand on the other yeah. hands on the other hands work 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 so well let's i'm gonna pull paul in in a minute if yeah that's yeah cool. but i would like to talk about i've seen a fair amount of shows at the theater it's one of my favorite spaces and it, it was intrigued to see how you guys we're going to put this on here. Mm. Because I... 
um, I've seen it in all different types of, yeah. of, of kind of configurations. And I was like, how the hell are they going to put an attempt kit in there? How, how are they going to build that village? And I sat down and was like, oh, I'm in the village. I'm on the it's an extraordinary cool achievement that, that Rob's done with his design. I have this is the fourth show I've done at this theatre over the years. And there is an unquantifiable magic about this place. I agree. That is just, you know, I, I've never been in a theatre that's as versatile mm. as this weird little space that somehow always changes. And... And, you know, and you know, in truth, that's not to say every single thing I've ever seen here or been in here mm. is sensational. It's not, you yeah, know. I, I, but I, I could agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when things work here, mm. they work in a way that transcends any other theatre that I've ever been to or worked mm. at. Um, and some of that is about the proximity to the audience. Something is about. There's a smell in the air of this mm, place that mm. I just... That there's something about mm. the building. But Rob's design of this, I mean, absolutely. And we're talking about the challenge of, you know, Jonathan's brilliant costume work, yep. the design of how you make Anatevka feel as real as it does. Yep. And, and that goes across everything. It feels utterly authentic. But, my God, the way it's been designed to the millimetre... You know, my cart literally could not be <laughs> a millimetre bigger, otherwise it wouldn't fit. I you know, I, I, and how many doors? I couldn't believe the amount of doors that open and close in this thing. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Wow, so clever. But I, I think that, that's the joy of sitting down and going, oh, I can see everybody. And then I was like, oh, I can see everybody. Yeah. And I felt part of, and that's really uh, well, I mean, great. I mean, gosh, the, the seeing the spit... And, and, and feeling the breath in, at, at points and feeling the walk when they're the choreography in the show yeah is insane and they are twirling inches away yes. from your face yeah it is brilliant yeah like it is brilliant and yeah. I, I think the design and, and the way that it's been brought into the space has been fantastic yeah as an actor as somebody who like uh, as a t- I want to get technical for you know the guys yeah. that are listening you know how how did you approach that, knowing that that you were going to be? I mean, you are as close to an audience member as we are sitting on the uh, love well, seat. Well, I, I adore it. I adore it because to me, the the challenge that I think of with every single character, and again, this is not to say I succeeded, mm. but the thing that I aim always aim to do. Even if it's ten lines in yeah. something, or something like this, where you're on stage for virtually three hours, mm. is to create something that is properly a living, breathing human being. That if somebody sees you in that role, they can't really think of you in any other way, because it feels like, well, that's that is a person. Mm. It doesn't feel like, oh, and again, I'm only using my name because we talk. It doesn't feel like, oh, that's Andy Nyman playing that part. I want people to go away and think and think that that is that person yeah. in the same way that I do with everything. So, so then, then I don't really think about proximity to audience because you hope that your training and experience mm. takes care of all of that, depending on the size of the house yeah. or there's unique challenges within this because. Because Tevye talks 
directly to God yeah. who has to function as. But that was very easy because literally in in one of the interviews with Joe Stein, who wrote the who's the playwright who wrote the book about that, um, he just said it's like he always thought of it as someone arguing with their brother. And the second I read that, I was like, oh, okay, well that's that's. Good, good takes direction. care yeah, of that yeah, that's a great piece yeah. of direction and then the other thing is genuinely talking to the audience mm. and using the audience as a as a a touching point but that's also a brilliant device because in this space it's not like you're looking out into the darkness and, and hoping yeah. I mean I, I can literally say to somebody look at my daughter's yes, eyes I know, I know it's great she loves him you know and, and, and all of that increases the impact of the show because you know you are literally talking to people and they know you're talking to them um so then they're on that journey with you so it it all when you're rehearsing it it's i hesitate to use the word scary but Mm. you constantly have to be brave and constantly have to eradicate the fear of failure and the fear of embarrassment that's the thing that's the trick is to always think the worst that happens is i make a twat of myself and that's fine if I do that's fine because it's only in doing that that you know when we were rehearsing in the rooms upstairs always you know when the cast members are sitting around not in the scenes and it's those moments looking at them and talking to them so you start to get comfy with the idea of talking to and not letting that throw you you know so mm. Paul were you in on the beginning from from the beginning with the music with the MD and well, uh, I, uh, I, I tell you this, uh, I had, whenever Trevor comes over to America, yeah. calls me up, and we have these marathon dinners, yeah. they're like five hours, and talk about everything, and anyway, and I said, you know, what are you doing? And he's, I have two things to say to you, Klezma and the Chocolate Factory, and I was like, oh, right, Fiddler, and then I I, I told him um, I was going to do an ABC Disney TV musical of Fiddler, and we had cast we had cast Victor Garber, remember? And we were going to film and uh, record in Hungary or one of the you know Eastern European, and it got canceled because of the political thing. Yeah. And they had already I uh, allowed me. I said I don't I want to do it smaller. I want I want to do Klezmer. Hmm. And they they were great, so I had that in my mind. So Trevor said, "I said, I know they don't bring people over, but I will come over if you do." He said, "Well, I think they have some." <laughs> and then, then a month later, he said, "Oh, oh, oh this you know, only he can write in his text." God has smiled on us. <laughs> Whoever yeah. was it isn't doing it. Will you do? Will you? Make good on this offer, and mm. I said, "Yeah." And I'm, and I, I'm literally staying at his house; otherwise, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So, um, so as far as the beginning, yeah, but you know, but but uh, when I listened to you talk about it, he he was it was so clear what his vision of this show was yeah. that, and he's followed through, and it's great, and it is. I want to do it intimate and real. He kept saying, you know. It, it, Deeper, and I said, "Great, that's exactly right." And then everything else follows from that. It's easy for me to um, 
you know, if we have to change little orchestrations yeah, or exactly. anything. And, and a gr great uh, guy named um, Jason, Jason Carr did the reduction, but we were very clear from the beginning, yeah. and I and I chose the instruments and all that. Um, but it just it's just easy when you've got somebody who's 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 got this. Um, this, you know, idea, and I've seen the show since I was. I, I saw Paul Lipson do it, who was Zero's understudy. But I saw Zero do the Gypsy run through of the revival. So he, this was with a piano, and him just in a kind of a the, the prayer shawl, little schmata. And of course, this is all theater people. He was on his best behavior, and that was, you know, that. That was memorable, but I've also seen two Broadway revivals that I really had problems with because they they it was reinvent and do these kind of things which sometimes works, but I didn't like the Yiddish one. Yeah. is very much the, yeah. the play. Yeah, yeah, and like this, mm. it's not fucked around with. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, it's, um, but the music, the music was so simple. Like the, there was, it allowed you could hear the yeah. the, the, the lyrics come through. This is a, I'm, reductive is the wrong word. It's a it's not a reduced is as well. But there was a not even a thin well, down. I'm trying back to find to the basics. Right. Okay, right. that's a very and, very good. Uh, and Paul works brilliantly with Trevor. And one of the things that because I am not, you know, I've done. The last musical I did was three years ago here. Mm. There was Assassins. Mm. Prior to that, I hadn't done a musical for twenty two oh years, yeah. and I don't. You know, it. I'm not a musical. I don't mean this in a derogatory way. No. But I'm not in the musical theatre yeah. world, and you work with actors who are, and they're athletes. It's a very different world, yeah. and their ability to sing, yeah. and their ability. I know, and there's, it comes with good and bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a different are, acting. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. What yeah. was amazing was <clears throat> the songs. It, it worked in literally exactly the way I wanted to work, which was Trevor. Those songs are treated as script. Um, yes. So there's no, you're not even talking about singing anything. You are working on those songs as part of the scene. Well, that's a big thing, that, and he's done this for a long time. You don't do that thing where you immerse yourself in the music. You read the lyrics first. Yeah. And I, it's that's the way I work with people. I, I'm, I'm absolutely. A, a actor, a singer should be able to do a song like a monologue, yeah, yeah. and and without the, the you know the crutch of having mm. music to give yeah. you the, the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so that yeah. that was a huge thing, you know, and a, and a brilliant way of starting because you know ultimately with musicals, when, and I, I'm like you, John. We as a family, that's our biggest expense. We yep. go to the theatre all the time, yep. see everything, and. One of you know when you see a musical that works brilliantly, I'm not just talking about the way it's written and directed, but when the performances are brilliant, it's that thing where I remember Jamie Lloyd saying on Assassins, "You can't speak; the emotion is too great, right. and now you, it takes you to a different thing." But it's the same thing; it's the same drive; it's the same emotion. So, to, so to work on it as speeches is the bedrock, mm -hmm. and then I remember very clearly our first day, mm -hmm. you and I, with yeah. me sort of saying. You know, okay, well, you know, it's that thing where you think, fuck me, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> we're going to go work on if I were a rich man. And and we went in and we sort of ran through it. And you said to me, 
And again, this might be like page one musical theatre mm. stuff, mm. but for me, you said, you know, make sure each of those little moments there, that it, each one is a clear thought, and that mm-hmm. you're saying something different with Biddy Biddy Bomb. Each right, one oh, of those oh, things, yeah. I remember it so clearly. And it was like uh, the permission to be free. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and it was such a huge thing for me then. And that's literally all I needed then to go away and find my way into into the, the piece. Because that is, I mean, if we're going to talk about a song that screams fiddling on the roof, I mean, if I were Richmond, people wait for that. Yeah. I mean, it's right at the beginning of the show as well. It's yeah. just there. And people, ex- that... For me, it's the one thing that the one song that people expect. Oh, it gets a bit hokey, and that goes yeah, all big. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, the way you do it, the way it's been directed, is so awesome. As soon as you did your first, I went, uh, oh, that's yeah, it was fucking genius. Oh, it's so genius. I mean, I just yeah. went, this is going to be different. <laughs> and, you know, and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, that can only be a good thing. And I, yeah. you know, again, I can't. I did. You know, it sounds like I'm blowing sunshine, and that's. No, well, I'll tell you yeah. something. If that song is not done moment to moment, mm. where you're discovering things, it's long and yeah. boring. It's a long... I, I never really think about it, yeah. but, boy, it is a long song. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, because no. you, you, you ta- you're, you're on the journey. If the, guy, if the actor's on a journey, then you'll go with him. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but it, it... But I, I feel like that's... that's I, I feel like I'm not self-aggrandizing but I feel I feel like that's true of this production because the amazing mm. thing is act one is an hour and 40 minutes yeah. and the thing we hear again and again and again is people go in and see that and they think oh fuck me an hour and 40 minutes yeah. and they come out and they can't believe because yeah. it just pew yeah yeah that's great yeah. yeah it doesn't feel like that absolutely yeah. well speaking of hour and 40 minutes now uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, we, you, you've got to go for vocal one but I, w- I would love to to get both of you I mean it's a, Paul thank you so much for like, oh, it's yeah, a blessing yeah. that you're here I can I get what you would, you'd like to people I, I will say again we'll, we'll put it in the show notes and I think people should come and see this to see a, a, a true interpretation of this mm. show um, but what would you Andy Nyman like to people to, to go away with when they come and see this what would you like to be uh. the kind of the legacy of that production on on the audience member Oh, I think that's a really hard question to it answer. Is, I know, I'm sorry. No, 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 I think it's an important question, but it's hard because I don't really need to... S- everything that I th- that I would hope that they would get, they'll get. Mm. Because the show is... I don't mean our production. I mean, the show is so brilliantly written, uh, music and as a play. And the truth of it is, all we've done it, it, is not got in the way of it. Um, and Trevor is a master of that and that that sounds like a simple thing it isn't, it's a very hard thing especially when the legacy of it is you've got to do this and there's a really big laugh here don't mess that up and there's this thing you could do here and there's this thing Trev, you know, we've just not got in the way of this unbelievably powerful, mm. funny touching work of art mm. So everything you could possibly want an audience to take, we know they take from it because yeah. you see it, you, feel, you can feel it every night. That's yeah. a great, that's a great answer, Paul. Would you like to leave it there? Would you like to add to it? I don't know. It's it, it's just that it, it's it's the plays the thing, and I like that. I always and Trevor is very much that. Although he's done some you know avant garde 
yeah, yeah. productions. It's not always like mm-hmm. traditionalism, but the the fact that when you have a piece like this and you honor the the play, you know the the as it as it was as it's written, yeah. fucked around with yeah. it, which I as I said stand. But the fact that people can see this and feel like they're part I, part of Anatevka, that's a yeah. that's a big deal. So who knows if this moves? If it does move, I hope it's into a place that is not too big, that it's the same mm. yeah. configuration. I think that, yeah. that it's oh, so, I don't think they're gonna. It feels like that's a given, you know. Yeah, if it has a future life, it, that, they'll yeah. find a way. Of yeah, yeah. keeping it, replicating, yeah. it, keeping it. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's Keeping somewhere. Keeping the shtetl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Oh, Thank come, back. come back. Come oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Nyman and Paul Bogayev from the Many A Chocolate Factory's production of Fiddler on the Roof. Now, before we wrap up, if you're a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. Start building your profile page, get some credits on there, start connecting to the industry. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Andy Nyman, Paul Bogayev, and the entire company of Fiddler on the Roof at the Menier Chocolate Factory. Do yourself the biggest of favors. Get tickets if you can. I mean, it's pretty much sold out, but you can check on a daily basis as they release production tickets a day or so in advance. It runs at the Chocolate Factory until the 9th of March 2019. And who knows? Maybe a transfer is on the cards. Who knows? God knows. The Chocolate Factory have had a few of those in their past. Um, But just go see it if you can there. It is truly magical. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast. And I will catch you all next week with a special Christmas edition. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.